guest workers who also happen to be Wales Rugby Internationals on this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So, what's it been like in the front line for the NHS over the last few weeks? How do they manage to combine that with training? How are they coping with the changing ambitions and expectations? We speak to Ospreys and Wales winger Harrod DeSmet and Cardiff Blues and Wales back rower Abby Fleming on this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Abby and, and Harrod, it's um, really great to have a chance to chat to you both. What have the last few weeks and, and months been like for you both, perhaps um, starting off with Abby? Well, it's been a, quite intense, really. It's been quite uncertain. There's been lots of changes in work, very different way of working um, but I think we've kind of took to the challenge really well making sure that our patients get looked after to the best of their abilities as well and we do our jobs correctly as well. And what's it been like for you on a personal level? I guess it, it's been really it's been it has been really intense it's opened my eyes up to lots of different challenges that we face and it's opened my eyes up as to lots of different ways that how things could be run differently or how definitely things are going to change post-pandemic as well because I think there'll be a lot of changes post-pandemic I think this has definitely brought around lots of different ways of working that may potentially make us better for the future as well. I'm sure you're right I mean Angharad what's the last few weeks and couple of months been been like for you? It's been quite a whirlwind over the last couple of months like the change happened so drastically we had to get ready for the mass cohort of patients that we had and we had to adapt to having different roles so not only were we physios we had to help with the healthcare side helping patients with their daily needs because the nurses were so short-staffed and we went through a point where we were so short-staffed because everybody obviously we were coming into contact with patients with COVID on a daily basis it kind of swept its way through our team but over the last couple of weeks now it's calmed down I think from a sense of relief slightly that we can relax a bit and we can actually do some good rehab and good physiotherapy whereas before our aim I guess was to get people out of hospital if they were able to because it was safer for them to be at home whereas now we can actually try and get them back on their feet and do some worthwhile physiotherapy in hospital. (laughs) And again just on a personal level how have you found it what's it been like? It was quite scary, first of all, especially the thought of coming home and taking like 200 showers a day to try and make sure that you're not bringing the virus back to your loved ones. It gives you a sense of purpose because you're helping people when they're at their most vulnerable. They're in hospital, they're unwell, they can't see their relatives. They probably go weeks without seeing any family. So, yeah, it really gives you a sense of purpose and it makes you proud to do what you do. And perhaps, Angharad, you could just go into a little bit more detail about what exactly it is you do, the work you do in the hospitals. So I'm a physiotherapist technician, so I help the physiotherapists when we rehab patients, so getting them back on their feet, whether that's back walking or back to a baseline they had before, walking with different pieces of equipment and making sure that they're safe and ready to go home as soon as they can. And Abby, just explain a little bit more what you do, because it's a similar area, but a slightly different job and different role. Yeah, so um, I am a qualified physiotherapist, but my job role is actually based out in the community setting. So my job role is to basically assess patients in the community in their own homes and assess them from a physio perspective, so assess their mobility indoors and outdoors, 
looking at maybe what different aids they're going to need to have support at home and what different services that can help them to live their independent lives in their own property just to get again like Anna Harris said um, get them back to their baseline and making sure they've got the most and the best quality of life that they can achieve and that respiratory area as well that's been so important over this time yeah it has been and um, it that was particularly intense you know donning PPE to go into ITU with definitely COVID positive patients who are on ventilators is quite an intense area of work and it can be quite terrifying but that on-call rotor is in place to keep the patient safe to make sure that they've got 24 hours a day seven days a week physiotherapy respiratory care. So has this experience changed you or changed your attitude to work or you know made a difference to you? I think it's kind of made me very grateful for what I have. It's made me grateful for my family and how close I am to them and and having really good friends. It's made me grateful for the experiences I've achieved through rugby and through life itself. It's just been an eye-opener to see how quickly people can go from being 100% healthy to really, really quite unwell um, in the hospital bed. And it's kind of made me see how kind of scared and terrified people can become when their lives and particularly their lives of their loved ones are at risk as well. And a similar question for you, Ang Harrod. Has this experience changed you, do you think? Um, I think it has changed me slightly and it's made me more adaptable because I've had to go in and have a different role, not just a physiotherapist technician, which I was in the months previous to this pandemic. I've had to help with the daily needs of the patients and it's really made me value the relationship I have with my friends and family members and think that I could be there for these patients when their family members can't. And it's made me, yeah, made me feel really grateful for what I have. And I'm really proud of what I've been able to do for these patients over the last couple of months. And a question for you both, maybe starting with Ang Harrod, it's presumably been a period of really hard work and having to be very careful yourselves and trying to juggle an awful lot of different balls. What's it been like from that point of view? It's been quite difficult and a challenge but it's a challenge that I've loved having because you work hard you try to stay as safe as possible you come home you try to train hard go to bed and then wake up and do the same again so it's been difficult but something I've thoroughly enjoyed doing and proud to do. I think I'm hired at it all really I think we do the jobs we do because we we love them and we go to work every day because we love our jobs and we love helping people I think to myself sometimes as long as I get home from work one day and I've made a difference to one person's life, then that's me happy. And again, I can go home and leave work happy knowing that I've helped other people. And I can go home and train and pursue a rugby career that I want to achieve my own personal goals. So I think it, it has been a challenge, but it's been one that I've really enjoyed. And I suppose from that point of view, has it been strange being in work, working hard, really responsible job, really, really hard job, while lots of other people are, are off and out in the sun and making the most of lockdown for some people. It has been hard, but I think that obviously with with the pandemic, it's our, what we juggle it hasn't really changed. So we're going to work, we're coming back and we're training, we're going to work, we're coming back and we're training. That's been the same. The only real difference, obviously, for us is that Maybe we haven't seen friends, we haven't seen family, we haven't been able to train in gyms, we haven't been able to train together. But, you know, our going to work and coming back is the same as normal. So for us, you know, obviously a lot has changed, but from our routines, daily routines, it's not really changed. And it's difficult, you know, when you see people enjoying the sun, but 
again, like I said, we, we love going to work and we love doing our jobs, so that keeps us going forward. It is quite difficult watching people enjoying the sunshine. They're obviously not going to work and we have to go to work, but then you have to make the most of when you finish work and then enjoy the sunshine, training outside and have that time to switch off as well and try and not forget what's happened in your day, but kind of put it to one side and just have time to breathe. And yeah, so you feel grateful for the time that we have had in the sun as well. And we'll go on to talking about the rugby, obviously, at length. But just one last question about this situation, which Abby touched on earlier. But to start with you, Ang, Ang Harrod, going forward, do you think it will be a different world? Yeah, I think it will be a different world. I think we're going to have a new normal. Everyone's going to have to be a bit more conscious of what we're doing. Well, for a long time, I think. But that's just something that we're going to have to accept, I think. Just to, if it means that we keep our loved ones safe and ourselves safe, then I think it's worth it. Yeah, no, I I think there will be quite a few changes post-pandemic. I think it will take a while for things to feel normal again. But I think, again, we need to embrace these changes. And I think something that we've all learned from this is that the little things really do matter. And it's the small things that really count, but rather than kind of the superficial things. So I think definitely, and hoping things will definitely change for the future. Just to move on to the rugby and the training side of it, Abby, how have you found keeping fit you obviously would have had an end of season and for Ang Harrod there would have been sevens and there would have been a, an awful lot going on for you both how have you found it from a rugby and a training point of view starting with you Abby? It is tough obviously because we've had that lack of contact and rugby is a team game you, you play with other players so it largely revolves around social interaction and obviously to have that immediately taken away is quite tough but we've been doing quite a lot of kind of a virtual challenges. We've got a little Welsh virtual games going on where we have to kind of stay in teams and complete a challenge each week, which kind of keeps us competitive and keeps that togetherness there. But I think for me personally, I've just looked towards future goals. So I, I thought to myself, what do I want to achieve in this year rugby-wise or achieve in next year, 2021, and use that as my motivation, you know, to come home from work, train, thinking about the things that I want in the future. Because you would have been involved in the end of the season. You, you captained Cardiff Blues last year, so you'd have been looking forward to the regional um, the games at the start of, of next season. Does the uncertainty affect you in any way? Yeah, it does. I mean, I was really looking forward to the regional season this year. Every year I look forward to it. It's, it's one of the best times of the year. But I think at the moment, especially where we're working at the moment, we realise that there's a lot bigger things going on. And one day rugby will resume and it will get back to normal. But at the moment, there's just larger things that are slightly more significant importance, especially globally as well. Well said. And Harrod, how are you finding this period in terms of just trying to balance the rugby commitments along with, with everything else and keeping fit and keeping your targets in mind? I think I'm quite lucky in a sense because I live on a farm so in isolation I've still been able to get out and about and do my fitness and stuff outside so it's been quite a blessing really to have the space at my disposal really. Some days it's difficult to stay motivated but then rugby will come back and we have got goals. We've been so lucky with Wales that we have the support from the strength and conditioning coaches, all of our team members, and we have each other to get us through this tough time, really. As Abby said, we've got these challenges going on. We've got virtual Zoom sessions, which we do our hit sessions and conditioning, and we're all posting pictures, keeping each other going. So that's quite good, and it keeps you motivated. Before this 
pandemic, I was lucky enough to go to LA and Vancouver to play some sevens, even though the season got cut really short for me. We had a such a good seven season planned, but I know that now it's even more important to get fitter, get stronger, get better, because everybody else is going to be working in this time in lockdown now. So now is the time to get ahead and prepare for the games that will come. And you would have had a really busy summer with the Sevens, wouldn't you? That would have been even more exciting time building on the events you'd already been to. I know, it was quite an anticlimax this summer, really. My calendar was so full of all the places we were going to travel to and all the sevens we were going to play. So it is quite um, devastating when you have to cross them all off, thinking, oh, I should be in this country this weekend, or I should be in the sun this weekend playing sevens. But at the end of the day, I guess our safety and the safety of all of our family and friends is more important than a game of sevens. I suppose, yeah. If I could just go back for both of you over what's been a pretty exciting 12 months, Abby. If I take you back uh, roughly 12 months, you're, you're coming back from injury and hoping to play for Wales. What were you feeling 12 months ago and, and how do you feel it, it panned out before this crisis kicked off? Like you just said, 12 months ago, I just came back from ACL surgery. I had my first game back in April 2019 and it was as soon as I got back on the pitch, I was motivated. I wanted to play for Wales and I didn't want to let anything else get in the way. And then we went through the regional programme. I was lucky enough to captain the side. And then obviously that led into the autumns then and where I got my first cap in Madrid. And it was such a good experience. You know, you, you meet so many great players and great people and you make really good friends and you get better as well. You become a better player, a better person. And, I'm, you know, my autumn campaign was one that I will remember forever because it, it was just an amazing experience from start to finish. And then, obviously, going to the Six Nations this year, I wasn't quite lucky enough to play, but I know that that's a future goal of mine. So I'm, I'm determined to get my place in one of those games, hopefully, when we're able to. Can I just take you back to Madrid and the feelings of getting that first cap? It was, yeah, it was amazing. My parents came out to watch me get my first cap and yeah, it was an amazing experience. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, one thing I remember is we, we played the game and then when it finished, all of the all of the Spanish fans and, and all the Spanish children and all the obviously Welsh relatives as well, Welsh friends, came onto the pitch and it was just covered in people and it was just amazing. Yeah, it was it was really good to get my first cap with so many other first caps as well just to start that journey off for us all, which was to be a definitely a good positive autumn campaign for us. And then, of course, that autumn campaign culminated at the Principality Stadium with the Barbarians game. That felt like a, a really big occasion personally, but also just for women's rugby as a whole. It was a, it was a big event and a very successful event. Yeah, it was, it was massive. You know, personally, it was an amazing experience. You know, I, I never thought... In April last year, that I'd be I'd be playing in the Principality Stadium wearing a Welsh jersey. I, I never pictured it, but I'm so glad I got given the opportunity to do that. And even for the game as well, for women's rugby, it, it just gave a great opportunity for people to come and watch and come and see what it was all about. We're getting bigger and getting better as well, so it's good that people were able to see that. And of course, that Wales back row, that's a, that's a pretty tough area to try and break into. There's an awful lot of talent in that group. Yeah, it is, it is very competitive. Back row is always going to be competitive wherever you go. I think I'm quite lucky being quite versatile that 
I can be put into the second row as well. So I guess there's that added um, part of versatility that does me some favours, but it's something that I'm willing to um, work on and to get better at, so hopefully getting a starting jersey one day. Lang Harrod, if I could ask the same question to you, just to take you back 12 months. What were you feeling then, and how, how do you feel that uh, your rugby development has gone in that time? In the last 12 months, we've been training non-stop, and I think I've come on, personally, leaps and bounds. Going back 12 months ago, my hopes and dreams were to get that first cap for my country, and as a team and as a nation now, I think we're ready to contend with the best teams in the world, and we really have got big ambitions and big aspirations for each other and for ourselves. But yeah, 12 months ago, I... I was always dreaming of walking across the whitewash and onto that pitch and putting on that jersey and then singing the anthem in front of friends and family. And to get that opportunity in the autumn against Spain was something I'll never, ever forget. I had a lot of support back home, so a lot of people had tuned in to watch the game and they were all wearing their jerseys and they had like Welsh flags and sending me pictures and videos of um, good luck messages before I played. So that was really special. And again, that moment had happened. You, you dream of it, you dream of walking across the whitewash as you say and singing the anthem when it when it happened did it live up to the dream oh, it did definitely it's something i think that's etched in, into my memory forever i could never forget that moment there's so many emotions going through your body you're on the edge with nerves but you're so excited at the same time and so unbelievably proud to have managed to get to that point and that autumn campaign for the whole squad was a real high point for Wales women's rugby, obviously culminating with the Barbarians game, but the, but the whole programme felt like, from the outside, felt like something significantly different and the results were impressive and the performances were impressive. What was it like to be inside that bubble? It was so exciting to be inside that bubble. The amount of hard work that was going on behind the scenes was incredible. Each one of us, I think, was pushed to a new limit. We worked hard day in, day out, and I really think we got the outcome we deserved at the end of that autumn, and finally, hopefully, we'll get the recognition as well. And then you mentioned the sevens have followed on from that. You play on the wing, obviously, speed is, is one of your assets. Do you find it a good or a bad thing to be almost balancing between the two programmes, both the sevens and the fifteens? I think it's a good thing to try and balance the both of them because sevens improves your fitness so much that it can only benefit your game in the 15s. Especially playing on the wing, you need to be quick, you need to be fit, you need to be agile and all those are components which are necessary in sevens but also in the 15s game so it's quite transferable. I find it quite beneficial doing the both of them because it keeps me fit all year round as well. So. I'm always ready to go, always trying to be fitter, faster and better. And I know for Wales Sevens there are quite big ambitions for this summer in terms of qualification events and what they could lead on to. Uh, did you feel you were tracking in the right direction towards those ambitions and hopefully when it all ends you'll still be able to achieve them? Yeah, I think we really were on an upwards journey. We were heading in the right direction and I really do think we were going to get there. All of us were working so hard and I think it was slightly disappointing to not be able to get the chance to show all the work we have been doing but hopefully now if we keep our heads down, keep working hard, that when we do get the chance we'll be able to show everybody. And looking forward, there are still things like the Commonwealth Games and stuff like that just on the seven side for now that, that you can aim for. Yeah, exactly. There's plenty of opportunities out there for us to put Wales on the map in the sevens. So I'm ready to do that whenever we get the chance. So Abby, looking forward, you can have the targets for next season. We're not quite sure what's going to be happening with next season. 
how easy is it is it for you to keep those targets in mind and keep focused on what comes next? I think it depends on your mindset, really. Like going back to, again a year ago, set goals of getting your first cap, and then once you get your first cap, you're like, well, I want more and I want more, and you just keep going because you just want more. You know, you get a taste of the games, you get a taste of the environment, and you just you just want even more of it. And I think that's what keeps you going. It is it's a game which we're we're all in it together, and we all love it. Personally, I'm quite competitive, and I know that I don't give up very easily at all. So I'm just going to keep going, keep going in, until I get what I want. So that's what keeps me going. I think. I strive of being as fit as I can, as, as fast as I can, as agile as I can, and that's something that I'm going to keep pushing towards until we eventually get back to playing. But I think, as I have said before, you know, other people are going to be working hard, other teams are going to be working hard in lockdown. You know, we want to come back, and we want to come back so strong and fitter and faster than everybody else so that we can put our country out there as one of the top teams to beat. Women's Rugby World Cup, presumably that's the, the biggest ambition, is it? Yeah, 100%. 100%. We don't know what's going to happen between now and Christmas, but I'd still like to to think that, obviously, the World Cup will still go ahead and, and we can still keep chasing those future dreams that we all have. And Angara, for you? Having goals like the World Cup is really important, just for getting up and out of bed in the morning, I think, and then having to find the time and the energy to train. So I really do think that it will be able to go ahead, and I'm looking forward to getting the opportunity to put my hand up for selection, and I really think that Wales will be a force to be reckoned with by the time this this comes around. And just to come to an end, a, a question for both of you. You're both new into the Welsh squad, so maybe you don't feel this in in quite the same way as someone looking in from the outside, but having become part of the performance department of the WIU, it feels from the outside that there have been big steps forward in the Welsh women's game at international level. The likes of yourselves coming into the squad, a much more competitive squad, it seems. How do you both put the sort of state of women's rugby in, in Wales, perhaps starting with you, Abby? I think it's taken a massive step forward. Obviously, I've just been involved in the programme this year, so I don't have an element of comparison, really. From my point of view and my perspective, I think it's taken a massive leap forward. I think this season we've been able to develop together as a team. I think we've been able to develop what's expected of us. I think we're striving forward, always striving forward to become more professional, not necessarily professional athletes, but professional players as well. We're getting more access to every sort of service. Our strength and conditioning is always building, you know, our nutrition plans are improving and we're, we're all just getting better and better and we're just building on as well. And I think we've had really good media coverage this year and this season as well and that's helped us massively because we've been able to shape who we are to the public and shape how well we're doing to the public as well and put women's rugby in Wales on the map because I think actually a lot of people would be interested in women's rugby in Wales if it was more to the public eye. And Harry, do you get that feeling that you're part of something? Yeah, I definitely do get the feeling that I'm part of something big. When we're in training and when we're in camps, the atmosphere is electric. Everyone's buzzing. Everybody's ready to take themselves to the next level and push each other to the limits. And we really do all have each other's backs. It's like a family and we're all wanting the best for each other. Um, so I definitely feel like we're heading in the right direction and we're on our way to show something massive to both of you thanks very much for the hard work that you're putting in do you feel people are appreciating what you do that little bit more yeah i definitely feel appreciated especially every thursday when everybody goes out and claps for the nhs it really does show 
that everybody is thinking of you and everybody appreciates your hard work and appreciates the sacrifices you've had to make to continue working through this COVID crisis. It makes me proud to do what we do every day. I completely agree with what Anag said. I think there's definitely been a lot, a, a lot of appreciation for. I felt very appreciated by friends, family. I think there's a lot more awareness about the NHS as a service and a lot about the different professionals and what they do as well behind the scenes that maybe people didn't know about it because obviously it, it's not their area of work. So I think there's definitely been a lot of appreciation for us as well. And yeah, I, I think it, it's a good feeling because again, it. It makes you feel very happy for for all the hard work that you're doing. Well, we certainly do really appreciate everything you've been doing, the hard work, and we also look forward to seeing you both back in, in your Wales jerseys and back in action on the pitch sometime soon. It's been a pleasure to talk to you both. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Inspiring stories. Best of luck to Abby and Anne Harrod and all the Welsh rugby people involved in essential work during these difficult times. But from this week's Watch Rugby Union podcast, goodbye and stay safe.